Welcome back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 204. Yes, 204. And we're going to have an internal discussion here with my great co-host, Robert Newman. And we're going to be discussing... We're going to really... Um, it's been over a year where Robert's been my co-host, and we're just going to go over some of our most favourite shows during the past year and emphasise some of the key points that you, a real estate agent, should really know about, and that will really help you build your business up in the coming year. So, Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Yeah, I would love to. So, uh, first of all, thank you, John. I I just want to let everybody know that John is, this is his show. He established it and founded it. He found me. He does all the outreach for all of our guests. Uh, He is uh, definitely the power and the force behind the show. And I just want to express my gratitude in a public way to him for a moment. Oh, thanks for that, Robert. But I think, um, um, yeah, that that was our agreement. I do, um, because it's called the Mailwright Show. So it's marketed for Mailwright. But um, I've been really happy with the quality of shows that we've been producing. And I think um, from the feedback I've got from our listeners and viewers that, um, they really enjoy um, the discussions that we have. Um, so I think we make a good team, Robert. So do I. I, I definitely do. We both have uh, some different thoughts on different things. And I think today's show is going to really highlight that because what we're going to do is we're going to go back through and we're going to each pick some of our favorite shows from the last, uh, we've got a catalog of almost 60 shows for about what will end up being about 14 months of having done this show together. So everybody though, I I occasionally ask this, I'm going to ask this today. If you have the time, please log on to the MailRite website or my website. You can find the shows in either place or our Facebook pages and leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. I'm getting more and more feedback from people I'm on calls with that they've heard the show. And I'm really excited by that, but we're still not seeing a lot of commentary on the shows themselves. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So with that, John, because uh, I'm still posting the live feed to my to my Facebook page, why don't you kick off your your favorite um, your favorite show first, or one of your past favorites? I've got my first one picked out. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, you want me to start? Well, um, I always destroyed his his name. The is um, the. Um, He's, he was from the East Coast. He was an agent. He was uh, not agent, a broker. Gareth? Yeah, always destroyed his name. But um, we have to have him back on the show because um, I really enjoyed, we had a couple interviews with him. We asked him to come back because he's a very insightful individual, wasn't he, that had a clear understanding of how to run his brokerages and how to generate leads for his agents, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think uh, uh, he had grown. So for those listeners who weren't tuned in with us, and I'm looking back through our old episodes so we could get you the episode number and talk to you a little bit about this guy. But Garev was, uh, he is uh, a Keller Williams, um, there's a word for it that they use. It's like a marketing manager or something like that. But anyway, he owns the Philadelphia main center market center is what they call it for Keller Williams. He has 600 agents and they focus on all the real estate inside the city of Philadelphia. He was incredibly knowledgeable. 
he had come on the show with us uh, twice. He was humble and, and seemed really interested in giving back to your average agent, like giving tips and tricks. And we totally agreed with him. Uh, both Jonathan and I did. He was, we talked deeply about uh, establishing a local marketplace and doing hyper-local marketing. And he was 100% on board with that. He talked about specialization and some of the things that you should do and some of the things that he's done inside his own marketplace. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. He was one of my, one of my favorites as well. And BT. I like BT. He's been on the show about three or four times, hasn't he? Uh, he's an easy one. So here's um, uh, our show with Garev. Uh, Gambier is his last name. So it was 176 of, geez, John, that was almost 30 shows ago. That's yeah, it's gone quick, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, the show was uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And um, uh, we did two shows back-to-back with Garev. Uh, we did like 174 and then 176. So if you want to look for that show, you can go onto the MailRite website, and it's listed there under number 176. Uh, I strongly recommend that anybody that has the time that's enjoying learning from us, that, um, that you do do that. Uh, Garv's team is called the condo shop and, uh, they're pretty famous inside, um, uh, the, the real estate industry. Now, BD Carmichael, for those that may or may not remember who, who just did a show with uh, John a couple weeks ago, uh, which would be the third show, I think. Right. Right, John. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's been on, he's been on three or four times. So, so Beatty is a is really a wildly qualified direct mail email response expert. His ideas have been fantastic, which is why we've had him on the show three separate times. He claims, and we believe him, that with just two hundred names on a mailing list, that he can guaranteed get you a, um, a, a, a listing or two listings, like a, a couple of sales out of this, this email list that you've got. And from what we've seen and the ideas that he's discussed with this, which by the way, you can go back and find three separate shows. And some of these shows, he drops incredibly specific ideas. Unlike many of our guests who when we put them on the spot, they aren't able to necessarily come up with something super usable right on the fly. I feel like beating. Well, you do interrogate them a little bit, don't you? Hey, I'm, I'm nice-ish. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think you're going to bring out the clippers of the searchlight. <laughs> 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 Uh, BD, so say it's a little bit intense. It's an understatement, but there we go. Uh, that's 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 very true. Uh, that's a comment that I get in both my personal life and my real life. I'm I'm a very intense person. But uh, BD Carmichael was uh, amazing because he's intense too. In my opinion, he's low key intense, but he's intense. Yeah, and um, and I fundamentally because fundamentally, I think he says two to three hundred. You know, fundamentally, it, it, it's another form of the Buffini mythology. I call it the Buffini mythology. Right. Um, um, and there's a few, and it works. You know, it, you know, I think, personally, I don't think he disagrees with this. Um, if you can combine 
which a lot a lot of agents can't for some reason. I think it's a mindset. I've noticed a lot. I've noticed that a few agents. It also might be that they're totally happy with the with the amount of leads that are coming through because they have they've established with the Buffini method. What I'm trying to get in a long weird way, I find a lot of agents that are embedded in the Buffini mythology can't really cope that well with actually combining it with online lead generation, which is is unfortunate because I think if you can combine the two together, you really have then a tremendously strong lead generated system, haven't you? You do indeed. You do indeed. But I just notice on my personal, based on my personal experience, that um, if you get agents that have really been using the Buffini mythology for a long time, they they find it hard to cope with the world of online marketing for understandable reasons. I agree. I, I, I agree. Well, doing... I, there's been a number of, of mar- like marketing systems I've been exposed to over the years. Uh, one of the ones that comes strongly to my mind, which will make a lot of people that listen to our show laugh, is Cutco. And once you get into a deep, like successful string of referrals where you've got one person giving you three or four names and you've really gotten your, 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 um, your objection responses down – you can keep a list of referrals going for a very long time. It's just another kind of marketing. And it, and it is very similar to a type of, of cold calling or, or it's just a little warmer. You're, you're getting introduced to the call a little stronger and you're having a long conversation, introducing yourself to a lot of people. And, and honestly, once you've been doing that for six months, you probably have a very long list of people that you can just circle right, right back around to and work an entire CRM-based system off nothing but word of mouth referrals. It's completely doable. It just is, you're right, it's very different. And if you get completely immersed in doing that, you will miss the boat on digital, which is, which is another kind of marketing that I, that I personally like more because it's more attraction marketing. Because yeah, but in a way, you know, I think they got to understand it's really the same concept, really, because fundamentally what you're saying through lead magnets and other, you're giving away information that your target audience might find useful. And then you just should be just keeping in contact with those people because they're probably at that moment, they're probably not a buyer and seller. Some might be. Hopefully they are, but a lot of them won't. But that doesn't mean that that a good, depending on your marketing, that quite a few of those at some stage won't become buyers or sellers. You just got to have a a system, and you've just warmed them up. It's it's just a bit like having somebody refer you to somebody. You know, it's not of the same quality, obviously. A fantastic referral and recommendation will never be out. Nothing can beat that, can it? But um, either way, but um, a lot of people struggle with understanding that, don't they, Robert? They do indeed. And this is a good time. I have something to say when we get back, but it's time for us to go to break. Is it? I thought we had, all right, we're going to go for our break, folks, and we come back, and Robert will have some words of wisdom. We'll be back in a few moments. 
you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. I guarantee never to have any words of wisdom, my beloved wow. listeners of you. That's, that's uh, too bad because my, my, my topic when we got back was to ask you a question. That's what yeah, I wanted to do. But that was, that, that's my Englishness coming through, listeners of yours. But uh, you, you said that you liked uh, Garev, but you didn't really mention why. You said, hey, I, I like this Garev guy. And then I kind of took over the conversation, which isn't my bad. What do you like about Garev? What, what was the reasons that you mentioned him? Well, he didn't. Go, he went into a few Pacifics, but you you could tell that he'd been through the wars. You know, he had the arrows in the back. He'd been in the trenches a bit, um, and he understood. I think there was two things he really understood. He understood the importance of systems. Mm-hmm. You know, having him spending the time on documentation and working out systems is. A lot of agents won't do it for understandable reasons. It's tedious. It seems a waste of time. It's not directly generating leads. But in the, in the medium to long term, it will be having inbuilt systems and having those systems documented will just repay and repay and repay. And secondly, he really understood the importance of online marketing because I think in, in the shows he gave some figures that they don't come straight to my mind, but he was spending quite substantial amounts of money on Facebook and Google AdWords, wasn't he? Yeah. No, I think he was in the hundreds of thousands. You know, he was, you know, he was putting his mouth and he was getting results, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I agree with you. He, had, he definitely... Running a team as large as the one that he has, and it definitely gave him an interesting perspective. And what I liked about what about what I liked about him was it was all very understated, very matter of factly, which is kind of the way that I look like look at marketing. I mean, it can, you can have a marketing budget of two hundred dollars or two million dollars, and I've worked with all those those monies. And you know what? You're still looking for the same thing with either budget. You're looking for a good statistical ROI no matter what it is you're doing. If you have a very large budget, then chances are strong you're responsible for providing uh, revenue-making opportunities for a very large group of people. And that's all the budget accomplishes for you. Are you getting those people in front of opportunities? And that was kind of the way that I felt like Garab talked about it, which, which let me know that he really had a good understanding. It's not, a, it's not important what the number is. It could be 2 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, it doesn't matter. What matters is we giving the opportunities that you felt were required to the, the, the people that you're responsible for. And that's what he talked about a lot is responsibility for his team. A lot of people talk about the responsibility of the team to them. That's what they infer. And that's to me, upside down leadership. That's not the impression that I got from Garev. It was more like, I'm honored to be, you know, working with my team. I'm responsible for my team. And these are the things I try to do for my team, which, which to me spoke of good leadership. And uh, the last thing is, I think he had a total grasp, which would be my strongest weakness if I was in his place, um, is that he had a total understanding of the actual, the figures, the mathematics behind his brokerage. 
Okay. You know, he, um, I could sense he had total understanding in a financial way where right. he was with his business, which um, I'm not terrible at it, but it's, it's one of my biggest weaknesses. I got you. I got you. And it's a weakness in a lot of people. But I've, um, I, you know, um, but I think as long as you're aware of, of your weaknesses, there's hope for you. Um, it's when you have no understanding of your weaknesses where you, that's when you're totally lost, aren't you? I, I, I think it's important to understand the things that you need to be working on. And I think all of us, just like our strengths, should have a list of, of weaknesses, things that we're always going to be focused on working on because we understand that they may not be our strongest, um, our strongest points. So I do want to mention two other names. If you don't mind, I want to throw out two, two additional shows and two additional names. So I think I was a little more impressed with, with this. Well, let me rephrase. All of our guests are amazing and we appreciate all of them from being on the show. Well, sometimes you show a little bit of boredom occasionally, but uh, it depends on your mood, doesn't it? Sorry. Right. I, I, my, my, my gut, my instinct is to say that they're all amazing. Really? Right. Um, maybe I don't show that all the time because, uh, because while well, I'm me and that's just the way I am, that's a weakness of mine. There you go. That's something I can work on is not letting whatever I'm thinking show right all over my face. <laughs> um, show number 191 with Lars Hedenberg. Um, it, it was a show. About- Funny enough, I was going to choose him actually. Oh, yeah? Okay. Right. So this was another show about systems. And talk about a guy that I felt had the numbers down because that's one thing mm. that really shone through is that this guy was all about breaking his numbers down to the ridiculous. Yeah. It's, a, it's an old Brian Tracy concept where you, you keep breaking down your sales and your business mechanisms to the smallest individual point. And this guy was like, he was talking about how much he was trying to pay himself per hour, how many deals that had to be, what he was doing mechanically in order to get there. He had a real strong grasp of his business's evolution. Like uh, even, even in the show notes here, we're talking about 71 sales, working 80 hours a week, talking about a hundred million dollars in real estate, selling a hundred million dollars in real estate. And he talked a lot about something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is uh, quality of life. You know, it's, if, if you're just a person that likes to work all the time, that's great. I'm not that guy. I used to be that guy. I've been that guy many times in my career and I don't want to do it anymore. I want to work maybe 30 or 40 hours. So the question is, how much can I pay myself in those 30 or 40 hours that I want to work? And he talked about the same thing. And the way that you get higher levels of income with lower levels of work is to input systems systems in place, repeatable systems that you can teach and train other people to use so that you can step out of the process yourself and basically free up your time. What, 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 why were you going to mention Lars? Well, for all the reasons that you've just mentioned, the only thing is, and it's not criticism, criticism of him is that personally, I think, you know, I just said it's a weakness. So it's probably connected to that. I just thought he took it a little bit too far but that's but he could say it works for him. He's got tremendous results. Um, obviously, it's a bit like um, it's like most things. Um, you can get enormous results doing something, 
And then as you move up the scale, you have to put in more and more effort and you tend to get less a return back through that effort. So there's a sweet spot, but he's very focused on it. So his natural tendency is to really push that to the limit. I would suggest that if he toned it down a little bit, because that last 10% of effort, he's probably not getting as much result from it than he thinks. But um, did I, does that make any sense at all, Robert? I understand the principle. I don't know if in this one case that I... No, agree. I don't know. But um, but everything you said about him, I agree. He, he had a, a good fundamental understanding of where his business was, where he wanted to take it, and the figures supported his you know, where he, where the business was and where he was. And he had, because he had a, a tremendous understanding of the figures, he had a tremendous understanding of what had to be done to put the business where he wanted it. Right. And just to repeat, guys, for those that, that are listening and taking notes, um, show 191 is Lars Hedenborg. And also, uh, guys, uh, as we as we come down close to the end of the half hour, I want to let everybody know that my uh, that Jonathan is uh, has created his own CRM system, and if you're looking for something to manage leads and, and things of that nature, and you're you're trying to find a creative tool or you've looked at most of the tools that are out there, I strongly suggest that you at least take the time to set an appointment with John and go ahead and see what his tool can do. If I was a real estate agent, I would take a look. Whether or not it's going to work for you is just like any other tool. It just it just depends on what you're Well, we've been doing a load. You know, we've been working with a small group of agents and um, I've been spending a lot of time with them and um, because of all the improvements and added functionality that we've added to the system in the past six months to eight months. Mm-hmm. And that's been really educational and... Um, we're doing some more improvements, more improvements around usability that I think um, I wanted to do, which was confirmed by working with these agents. So I'm look, still looking for a couple more beta testers if you want to come on board, folks. But um, in the next couple of months, it, it will be a very refined system. Um, I, but it's been a lot of work. So I, I I think we've got a little bit more time. Um, we've got another five. But we've I got, five, got five or six minutes actually. I, um, have, I, I like I liked Christy. Christy, uh, yeah, Chris. Um, episode one eight seven. Christy Elga. Yeah. Um, she's a writer, a regular communist with Ingman. Um, I think I, I invite her back. She said she wanted to come back on the show. Um. Very different background because she writes, she's from a copywriting, um, inbound marketing, you know, producing content for, you know, produces a lot of content for agents um, as a copywriter, but also wrote, written a number of interesting articles for Inman. She's a regular communist um, on Inman. Um but um, I think she had some really good. She had a really nice personality, and she had uh, some good insights about um, the. It's something that a lot of agents are really weak on: is producing content for their websites. 
true. That, you know, for understandable reasons. But um, if they really understood the medium to long-term benefit of writing effective evergreen content for their website, um, and that doesn't mean you've got to go berserk and write a ton of copy every week or every month. It just really means it's more about understanding what your audience really looking for and providing some reasonably quality content, isn't it, Robert? If they really understood the benefits, they'd be up for it a bit more, wouldn't they? I, I um, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, like, like, listen, producing great content is, is always uh, like an amazing endeavor. But even on Christie's, Christie's website, the reason she didn't make it to my list is that she had never studied SEO. She, she has great content on her site. She's a good content writer. But for all the effort that she spends, she's getting a very minimal result. Because at the end of the day, you have to take the great content and you have to promote it correctly to Google, which is what inbound marketing or SEO is. So you can take the world's best content writer and you, you still can't get a result. And I think that frustrates a lot of real estate agents because they produce this amazing content. Like they go, I know I just produced the, the best blog post or market report on my area. I'm sure of it, but nobody ever saw it. So I, and I spent 15 hours on it. So now I'm done because I spent all that time on this great piece of content that did nothing for me. So, so digital, I agree with you. Yeah. Content is an underleveraged, undervalued weapon, no doubt. But if you're going to throw your hat into that ring, unfortunately, you either one have to contact somebody that knows what they're doing, like a coach or somebody like me who does it for you, or B, you have to take your time and follow like a guru like Neil Patel or somebody like that and figure out how you're going to promote the content. And if you do those things, then yes, I couldn't agree with you more. And Christy Murdoch really did know what she was talking about in terms of how to write a good creative piece of content for real estate. And I, re- I recall her and I remember her, her and I, I liked her. But interestingly enough, I did one show, two shows maybe in the last year, folks, where John wasn't with me. He was, he was traveling. He was in Europe. He was taking a much-needed vacation. And I did a show, 188, with a guy named Zach Hammond. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to choose him, actually. I thought yeah. You so, and, and Zach was a hoot. He, we weren't talking about my most favorite topic ever, which was Facebook marketing. Bots. It's not your favorite, is it? No, because it's just a small mechanism. It's a small tool. Facebook Marketing Messenger is a really undervalued marketing tool, and I don't want anybody to get me wrong. You could the the, it, the response rate for Facebook messaging is like eighty percent. We could we could hire a guy right now and message all of our Facebook friends and get a huge response rate back to our Facebook page, but we have to have a whole little marketing system built up around that, a landing page, a reason. And in my experience, once again, a multifaceted, you need a, you need a service like Zach to put that all together for you and make that valuable. Um, and it's not to say that it's not valuable. It is valuable, but to say, to, to hand it off as a tip to your average realtor, I think is a little overkill. However, if you wanted to learn about bots or about what you could do from the Facebook side, Zach was amazing. He managed the most active real estate marketing group of all the shows we've done. Nobody has driven more interest or more people to our tools than Zach did. I had like 
80 new people hit my Facebook page within 24 to 48 hours of doing the show with Zach. He was, his Facebook group, which he manages, was incredibly active. And so, and I think that what he does is he gives out free consultation to his, either the group that signs up with his website, or maybe he just does it as a marketing tool. Either way, I, I, I mean, if he's managing it and basically consulting with a large group of realtors, he had a lot of good things to say. He had a strong marketing background that was focused on real estate. I highly recommend that you look him up and look to show up. And if you're still, if you're looking for some tips, you might even be able to get some good free ones from Zach and his Facebook marketing group. Yeah, I'm going to have to have him back to the show because he's, 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 he's knowledgeable, but also very, very dynamic, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he was fun too, which is, which is never a bad thing. We did the show out of his motorhome. Which, which qualifies as the most interesting place I've ever seen somebody do a podcast from, is in a motorhome. Let's just do one more. Um, I don't know if you're up for some bonus afterwards, sure. but um, last one. Um, somebody not in the real estate area, and that was Brad Sugar, Sugars, um, the, founder, the founder of um, Action Coach. Um, that was 197. Um, okay. You know, there's not much about mentorship. Um, the mechanics are running a business that Brad doesn't know about. And I think he showed in our interview, he had a very keen business mind, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, from what I can remember of him, yes, but I think you recall that show a little bit better than I did. I'm, I'm desperately trying to pull it out of my mind right now. I, I don't have the show notes up in front of me. What was the show number? It's one nine um, one nine seven on the YouTube channels. We should, should match up on the website. Okay. Um, but you know, he also owns a number of business. But um, he's uh, he's coaching business. Action Coach is the That's large right. Largest coaching um, consultancy um, firm in, in North America and in Australia um, is the largest one at the present moment. Yeah. And he built that from the ground up and he has other multiple business. Very down to earth, very focused person, um, highly intelligent, but not arrogant either. Pretty down, down to earth individual, wasn't he? Yeah, Brad was 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 really fun and intense. Like to use your word from earlier, he is um, he is. Um, but that's true. Um, he is very intense, isn't he? I'd like to share my thoughts, but why don't we do that in the bonus? Because we're yeah. that time. we're wrapping up. So, Robert, how can people find out more about you and your company and what you're up to? Please, for the love of God, if you have some, if you're <laughs> trying to find some some information about real estate marketing and you want some free advice or you're looking at platforms, you're trying to buy a website, like all of those things is what my blog was designed for and it is there to help you. And I, I've spent hundreds of hours. I haven't updated it in a little while, but I've, up, I've done a lot of work on it over the years. Well, you need to go back to Chile, don't you? I, I do. I do. Um, actually, I love Chile, but don't get me distracted. Anyway, uh, you can find me at inboundrem.com. Inbound rrabbitedwardmichael.com and how can people get in touch with you John? I'll just go to the MailRight website folks like I say I'm looking for a couple other agents to join our um, to be 
basically they're going to be coached by me about how to use the mail right system. They get it for free um, for the life as long as they keep using it and keep giving us feedback about the system. Um, you will have to pay for the Facebook advertisement, but the actual platform and the coaching that I'm going to provide um, and the campaigns, we're also going to supply the campaign the campaigns and set them up for you and run them for you. That will all be part of the deal. You'll get that all free. Um, you're just going to have to add the Facebook budget um, to run those campaigns. Um, but it's a fantastic value. And we're just looking for a couple other agents that really motivated to put their business on the next level to help us try out all the new functionality that we've added to the MailRight system for the last eight months. And Robert knows this, that I've been consistently working on the system, improving it. And I've probably been, um, but I also run another business, but I do feel that I'm getting it to the stage now that it's going to be a superb program. And I'm really happy with the progress that we've made. Um, but everything takes a lot longer than you think, doesn't it, Robert? It really does. Everything it does. does. I've been working on my website platform for almost two years, and uh, we're still we're still working. It never on. ends, does it? It never ends, does it? No. Um, so we'll be back next week. We've got some fantastic guests for August. Um, they're going to provide fantastic value for you, listeners and viewers. Uh, our listening and, and viewing figures over the past few months have been fantastic. The show's been building really well, and we'll see you next week. See you later, folks. Bye. Bye.